Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to yet another episode of Everyday Truth and a brand new year. So thanks for joining us for uh, this 2023 inaugural episode of Everyday Truth. And we're starting a brand new book of the Bible today, the book of Mark. Really, really excited about that. It might be uh, today that you're a first-time listener. And if you are, welcome to the Everyday Truth family. We're glad that you're here we have uh, several thousand a day that uh, join us and listen, and I really appreciate you joining the family. Uh, I believe that a steady diet of the Word of God, just small portions of the Bible every day, make a profound difference in our life. And maybe you're here because of our New Year's resolution, and that's always good as well. Uh, I hope you'll stick with us uh, throughout our entire study uh, here of the book of Mark and then beyond. If you ever want to look at some past episodes, you can do that as well. We've been through many books of the Bible together, and so if you want to go back at some of our past episodes and books of the Bible, feel free to do that as well. Hey, uh, every day at Everyday Truth, I introduce a coffee mug. I, I don't know where that began. I think it just began that I like to drink coffee, and I just happened to mention the coffee mug I was using. And then over time, it just became a thing. And many of you have mailed me coffee mugs over the years, uh, and my coffee mug collection has become unwieldy. Matter of fact, my wife is threatening to move out of the house because there's not enough room for her and the coffee mugs. That's not really true, but you know what I'm saying. So I do have a mug for today. It's the Wilds coffee mug. I have several from the wilds. They have great looking coffee mugs. But uh, here's what I'm proposing we do moving forward. I would like to know who you are and know where you are listening from. So I'm going to begin introducing a postcard of the day. Would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to send me a postcard of where you're from, just mail it to me. The, the address is right there in the description on the podcast. Mail me that postcard, and as soon as they start rolling in, I'll start introducing the postcard of the day, and we're going to find out where people are from, especially those of you that are in exotic places or you listen from around the world. Just put that postcard in the mail, and I would I would love that. And I'm going to save them all, do something special with them. A lot easier to store than 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 coffee mugs are. Well, that's uh, that's enough talk about postcards and coffee mugs. Let's jump into our Bible study for today. Uh, we're in the book of Mark, and so if you would uh, just turn in your own Bible or your own device uh, to the book of Mark, and let's talk a little bit about the the human author of the book of Mark. And of course, you know that that's none other than Mark, or sometimes in the Bible called John Mark. Now, here's the thing. John Mark or Mark probably was writing as almost like a secretary for Peter. You say, well, how do you know that? Because early church fathers 
almost unanimously testified that these are really the events that Peter dictated to Mark. And there are, there are some great clues to that. First of all, just uh, the, the oral history of the church fathers, but also the fact that uh, Peter uh, almost always spoke Aramaic. There are many Aramaic terms that are used in the book of Mark. Uh, it seemed that Mark was with Peter uh, as kind of a protege. Uh, Peter refers to that uh, when he was in Rome, that Mark was there with him. And the, the book of Mark seems to be a gospel that's written to Gentiles and specifically to Romans so that they'll understand who this Jesus is. Most scholars agree that the book of Mark uh, is the earliest of the gospels that was written. Mark and Luke certainly knew each other. Uh, we know that from passages like Colossians chapter 4 or the book of Philemon. And so just as Luke was somewhat of an historian and a secretary for Paul, so it seems that Mark was somewhat of that same for Peter. And Luke told us in his gospel that he assembled information and heard eyewitness accounts and compiled other evidences. And so no doubt there was collaboration between Luke and Mark when it came to the writing of the respective gospels. Now, I say all that to say there is a human element, obviously, as we study the Bible, to know there are human authors like Mark or Luke or like Paul or like Moses, and there is a human audience. Uh, Paul is writing to, for instance, the church at Ephesus or to Timothy, or here Mark is writing to uh, perhaps a Gentile or, or a Roman people to understand who Jesus is. But we understand this as believers, that all the Bible is written by the Holy Spirit. How do we know that? Because the Bible makes that self-attestation about itself. So 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, for instance, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So we know that uh, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So we know the ultimate author of scripture is the Holy Spirit. And then in that sense, we, the, all the Bible is intended for all of us. Now, does that mean that the Bible was written to me? No, the Bible was written for me. And it's important as I read the Bible to keep that in mind as well. So with all of that in mind, let's talk a little bit about this man, John Mark. What does the Bible say about him? Well, uh, John Mark, uh, you know a bit about his mother. You probably didn't realize this, but his mother's name is Mary, uh, not, uh, not obviously Mary, the same Mary as the mother of Jesus, but his mother's name was Mary, and she had a home in Jerusalem. And it was in the home of Mark's mother where uh, some of the early Christians would meet for prayer, uh, for meeting. Remember in Acts chapter 12, when great persecution had come to the church and James, uh, the brother of John, had been killed by Herod Agrippa I and Peter had been placed in prison and Herod was intended, e e e intending even to kill Peter. And remember, uh, the people gathered together, the church did, in small groups, one of which was in the house of Mary, uh, there in Jerusalem. And they prayed. They prayed for Peter. And what did God do? God miraculously released Peter from prison. Remember, the prison doors were open, and Peter just kind of walked out. He came to the house 
of John Mark knocked on the door. Remember that the servant girl came, Rhoda came to the door and she just couldn't believe it. She left Peter locked out at the door, went back and told everybody they didn't believe her. So uh, we know something about John Mark's family in the sense that we know his mother there in Jerusalem. And presumably John Mark as a young man is already a young disciple of, of the cause of Jesus Christ. Well, we also know that John Mark is related to Barnabas, other cousins, and probably Barnabas is more like an uncle to him than just a peer in his life. But remember when Barnabas and Paul, at that point Saul, made their first missionary journey? Uh, They left the church at Antioch of Syria, and they went initially to the island of Cyprus. Uh, That's where Barnabas was from. And the Bible says that John Mark went with them on that first missionary journey. But when they left the island of Cyprus and went north to the mainland to a place called Antioch of Pisidia, the Bible says that John Mark turned and went home to Jerusalem. He quit insofar that when Barnabas and Saul were to go on the second missionary journey some time later, Acts chapter 15, Paul didn't want John Mark to go with them. Why? He's a quitter said Paul. But Barnabas, uh, that encourager, that son of consolation, he did want uh, John Mark to go. And remember the dissension, uh, the argument between Barnabas and, and Paul was so acute that they decided to split ways. And Barnabas actually took his cousin, John Mark, with him, and they went back to, to Cyprus And Paul and Silas, they went on confirming the churches of Galatia on that second missionary journey. Now, I say all that to say that John Mark had some rocky roads there at the beginning. But eventually, we find John Mark became a very strong disciple. And much of that probably had to do with the fact that Barnabas didn't give up on him. Barnabas encouraged him. And so later on in Paul's ministry, it's evident that Mark was part of Paul's ministry. For instance, Colossians chapter 4 or the book of Philemon. And that's a period of time in Paul's ministry that we call the first Roman imprisonment. And Mark was there along with Luke and people like Demas and Epaphras and others laboring and loving and serving and helping the apostle Paul. So John Mark became a a great example of a faithful believer insofar that even at the end of Paul's life, remember 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul knows he's about to die. He knows that time is of the essence. He's wanting Timothy to come shortly. But then he said, Timothy, take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. And what I see about John Mark is while he might have had some uh, rocky roads at the beginning, while he may have made some unwise and, and even faithless decisions as a young man, boy, God used this man in a great way. And later on, he partnered with Peter. And there he was with Peter for those years and even in places like Rome and other places. And God used Mark in a special way to advance the gospel. Probably the greatest way by which God used Mark to advance the gospel is by simply penning the gospel account that bears his name, the book of Mark. 
Now, the book of Mark is the shortest of the Gospels as far as volume. Each one of the Gospels is a way to view Jesus through a different perspective. So they're not contradictory in that sense. So John doesn't contradict with Luke. That doesn't contradict with Mark or Matthew. But rather, they are four different views or perspectives of the ministry of Jesus. For instance, in the book of Matthew, we see Jesus presented as the king of the Jews. In the book of Luke, we find Jesus presented as uh, the son of man. In Mark, we find Jesus presented as a servant. That's why we've chosen the theme that we've chosen for this book, Jesus in action. Why? Because the book of Mark is a book of action. Immediately, the word immediately, straightway. Jesus is doing, he's going, he's serving. And what a great example for us that if Jesus was a servant, the greatest of all shall be your servant, Jesus said. If Jesus is one busy about his father's work, then how much more should we as followers of Jesus be busy about the father's work, uh, be immediate and urgent about serving him? And we're gonna learn all of that in our study of the book of Mark. Uh, the book of John, I, I should have said this a moment ago, presents Jesus as the Son of God. So as we take this unique view of Mark, as we look at these verses and see uh, our Savior emerge and learn things about Him, my prayer is that the Word of God would have influence in your life, that God's Holy Spirit would take the Word of God and apply it to the soil of your heart and to mine, that it might bring forth fruit in our life, that we would behave more like, think more like, reflect the glory more of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. So I hope that helps today. Hope you have a great day in the Lord. Look forward to seeing you next episode. We'll jump right into chapter one and verse one. Until then, God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.